Sovereign bonds are up and stocks are down on soft economic data and the rising recession fears. And that's exactly the scenario that we were expecting to happen this year. And it finally looks like we are getting there. So welcome. This is Swiss Codes Daily Market Talk. So yes, it was a typical risk-off day in the financial markets yesterday, the type of day that we haven't seen for a while. The US Treasuries rallied, the yields fell, and the stocks fell as well, as the latest set of economic data that was released from the US yesterday showed further weakness. On the menu of yesterday's economic calendar was a series of ISM data from the US that actually revealed that the slowdown in the US economy especially in services, was faster than expected in the month of March. Although although the services still grew in the month of March, while well, growth in employment and growth in new orders actually fell much sharper than expected by analysts. And the trade deficit from the U.S. grew. And the latest ADP report actually showed that the U.S. economy added no more than some 145,000 new private jobs last month, and that's obviously less than the 200,000 penciled in by analysts. So the soft economic data spurred the expectation that the Federal Reserve could actually soon be done with the interest rate hikes. The U.S. two-year yield dipped below the 3.70% level, and the U.S. 10-year yield is now below the 3.30% mark. The U.S. dollar index hit a fresh two-month low before rebounding back in Asia, and the probability of a 25 basis point Hike is now given a 50-50 chance for the May meeting when looking at the activity on Fed funds futures. And if the probability of no rate hike is just a little bit better than yesterday and not much, much better, the Federal Reserve's master has certainly a finger in it because she actually said earlier this week that the Fed, the bank, should actually move the interest rates above the 5% mark this year come hell or high water to fight inflation in the U.S. And her words have also been reinforced by a surprise 50 basis point hike from the Reserve Bank of New Zealand earlier this week. Now, today, we don't have an important data released from the U.S. as the U.S. actually decided for a reason that we don't really know or we don't really understand to release the latest jobs data on Good Friday, where many markets will be closed. Now, the expectation is that the U.S. economy may have added around quarter of a million new non-farm jobs last month. The unemployment rate is seen steady at a multi-decade low of 3.6%, and earnings may have actually grown slightly stronger on a monthly basis, but slower on a yearly basis. This is a set of expectations. Now, the combination of a sufficiently weak NFP figure from the U.S. and sufficiently weak salaries, salaries growth, should further cement the idea that the Federal Reserve should actually stop hiking the interest rates further and, well, let the almost 500 basis point hike since last year work its way through the economy, along with some more tightening in credit conditions, obviously, due to the bank stress that started last month. And, well, if the data is stronger than expected, on the other hand, which is not the 
base case scenario, mind you, while the pricing of a 25 basis point hike from the May meeting from the FOMC should slightly improve, but then investors won't run to conclusions, in my opinion, quite fast before next week's inflation release, because that release is going to be very, very important. Now, let me talk about the US jobs numbers first before jumping to next week's inflation release from the US that I will also talk about in this episode, because I will actually be off next week onto my holiday. So the fact that US jobs data which is obviously the most watched and one of the most important data points in the entire world is scheduled on a Good Friday is kind of bizarre and it is kind of discreeting as well because with many, many traders and investors from developed economies out of their office on vacation, while many stock markets around the world will actually be closed at the moment, the NFP numbers will come in. And for those markets that will still be up and running, all the trading volumes will obviously be thin thinner than usual. Therefore, the price action that we could see posterior to the US jobs data will likely be exacerbated by the lack of enough volumes, enough trading volumes. And the higher the gap between the expectation and the economic data, well, the wilder the price action could be in the financial market. So for those who actually love windy and wavy trading days, well, Friday could actually be a fun one. So. Among the open markets on Friday when the NFP will be released, we have uh, treasuries that will be open for a part of that day and FX markets, obviously. So a soft U.S. jobs data will likely send the U.S. short-term yields to levels that were actually tested when the Silicon Valley Bank collapsed last month and the U.S. dollar index to a fresh year-to-date low and obviously get the bears to target the 100 psychological level. But unfortunately for the stock markets and the stock indices, while these softer treasury yields from the US will likely not be a good catalyzer of a further rally from the actual levels, as the recession fears should weigh on the earnings expectations for the US companies, and the latter should actually weigh on the stock valuations and outweigh the positive impact of softer yields across the board. For the S&P 500, for example, I actually expect a downside correction below the 4,000 mark and into the 200-day moving average, which presently stands near the 39.41 level. And unless we see a significant improvement in inflation, hence in investor sentiment, well, stock traders don't have much and solid foundation to build a sustainable rally on because the economic data is weak and we don't actually know how fast this inflation will slow from the actual levels. Now, a consensus of analyst expectations on Bloomberg survey suggests that inflation in the US remains steady in the month of March at around the 6% mark for the headline figure and around 5.5% level for the core inflation figure with a slight improvement on a monthly basis for both numbers. But, 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 we also know that this down word path is at risk for inflation now that OPEC actually is actively fighting the softening oil prices with production cuts, which will in the coming months 
have certainly a boosting effect on inflation figures around the world because look, the barrel of American crude jumped nearly 30% since the second half of March as energy traders somehow brush off the banking stress and obviously OPEC cut the production by more than a million barrels per day at the start of this week. Now, sorry for the oil bulls, but I still think that this rally, the oil rally must be coming to exhaustion at around the 80 to 82 dollar per barrel range as the weak economic data from around the world and the rising recession worries will likely act as a solid resistance to the post-OPEC rally that we have been seeing since the start of this week and released yesterday the 3.7 million barrel decline in the U.S. crude inventories could hardly find any buyers above the $80 per barrel level. So the chances are that the barrel of crude could actually be returning toward the 50 to 100 day moving average levels. That's around 75 to 76 dollar per barrel level in the short run. Anyway, as I was saying earlier in this episode, I will be off for Good Friday and for next week. So I won't be here, unfortunately, to comment on the Chinese and the U.S. inflation figures that are due next week. And the Bank of Canada's latest rate decision where no change is expected and a few other data points that actually will matter for the market sentiment and the market prices. But keep in mind that what's happening right now, meaning increased appetite for sovereign bonds and decreased appetite for the stock markets and other risk assets due to the rising recession positioning, is exactly what we thought would happen at the start of this year. And in this context, well, one of the most interesting plays in the financial markets could actually be some long positioning in long-dated and inflation-protected U.S. papers. And in this context, PIMCO's 15-year U.S. tips ETF has been steadily recovering since last October and will likely outperform your regular long-dated papers given that we don't know when and by how much this inflation will ease in the U.S. and around the world. But we actually guess that at the current state of the things, the most of the treasury sell-off is likely done by now. So this is all for this short week of trading. I'm Ipeka Skardeshke and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your messages. I hope this episode of Market Talk has also been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments your reactions and your questions below as usual and follow us on instagram on twitter and on linkedin for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our youtube channel for daily market comments now as i said before i will meet you again the week after next week and until then good day trading and good friday